Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, out there. It's your girl, Autumn Miles. How are you guys doing? Um, super excited about the show today. This week has just been out of control awesome. My guest this week, I'm just telling you, God has given us some um, just incredible people. I'm so, I'm so thankful for this platform that we can share just the work that other people has been, have, have been doing. And, um, I'm, I, I'm just so thankful for this platform. Um, thank you guys for listening. We have heard a lot, you know, you never know how it's going to go during a pandemic. Are people going to listen? Are people going to not listen? You just never, we've never done this before. We haven't been this way before as, um, God put it to Joshua or Joshua put it to the people. Um, and it has been awesome to hear you guys subscribing, listening, acting, saying, listen, this, your, your podcast has encouraged me. Your show has encouraged me. So thank you for listening. Um, those of you that, are, that can't listen right now, uh, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you don't, that's fine. I'm not offended. I'm just saying it's a good way for you to know when we post a new ones. We post new ones every week. And um, that subscribership, it just keeps going up. And I, I, you know, that is so God, only God, only God. I want to tell you, we are listener supported over here at the Autumn Mile Show. You, um, we, we would, several people have asked us, I don't say this a lot. I probably should say it more. <laughs> um, but if we've gotten a lot of questions about where can I give, how can I, whatever, for uh, the ministry, you can go to my website, autumnmiles.com. And you, there's a there's a donate button that you can click, and um, you can you can just donate to the ministry. You know, everything we do is for the gospel, bold truth, raw faith, spiritually challenged the way people think. That's what we we're that's what we about. <laughs> that's what we are about, and that's what we have been about for uh, for ten solid years. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, we're gonna do a little something a little bit different. I actually did a video yesterday, and um, it was it was a it was just really close to my heart. And I don't I don't have um, I typically have notes for what I do, and today I don't. But I I'm just gonna share from my heart. Um, do you have underlying spiritual conditions? Uh, this is what God spoke to me as I was listening to Dr. Burks. We all know who Dr. Burks is. Uh, she's become a medical celebrity, I would say, over the last couple of months. You know Dr. Burks, the lady with the scarf. Uh, she's got the scarf. She has all the scarves. She has every scarf that has ever been sold. <laughs> You know, the scarf lady, she tells you about the models, about the virus and all that kind of thing. And so I, I've been staying away from the news just because it's not good for me. All the negativity and, you know, whatever. And half the time you're like, Are they, is this real or not real? Or do they hate each other or what's going on? 
But I did happen to catch an interview with Dr. Burks, and um, she was talking about the virus and about who, you know, the, every, every day that goes on, we understand we know more about the virus, okay? Um, she was saying that, this was, this was Sunday night is when I watched this video, and she said, um, those who are most susceptible are people 65 and older, 65 and older, 65 and older with underlying conditions. Now, this is not something that we haven't heard. We've heard the underlying conditions thing a lot in the last couple of months. But the thing that got me and just stopped me in my tracks was she said, some of these people don't know they have underlying conditions. And when the virus comes and attacks their body, they learn because th their bodies violently react to this coronavirus, they learn they have underlying conditions. They didn't know before, but they, then they learn that they have them. That line, it was like seared in my mind when she said that. They don't know that they have underlying conditions. And when she said that, it was almost as if God himself said, I know Autumn, she's talking about the coronavirus, but I want to talk to you about the church. I want to talk to you about the church having underlying conditions. Now, of course you know me and I can't, I, I'm like obsessed when I feel like God has really spoken to me. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with what he says. And, and I, I just was mulling this over my mind all night, this underlying conditions. And isn't it so true? Like way to go, God. Um, we, to look at someone, in the church, or anyone, period, you would not know they have, they struggle with the spiritual condition. They might not know they struggle with a spiritual condition. However, the way you know they struggle with the spiritual condition is, and, and you know the conditions I'm talking about, it's going to be really, really clear for you, here in about 2.5 seconds, but you know the people that I'm talking about, the people that um, have a divorce in their past, like me. And they enter into a new relationship and they're really excited about the, this new relationship. And then um, the person that they're in a relationship with says something to them and it makes them react kind of out of control, ridiculous towards that statement. That person that said uh, whatever they said to them, they didn't say anything wrong. But what happened was that that person that had the divorce in their past, that statement triggered an underlying condition. Maybe it's an underlying condition of anger that hasn't been dealt with. Maybe it's an underlying condition of bitterness or betrayal or unforgiveness. 
But the one that engages in a new, new relationship, the new relationship sometimes shows underlying conditions that have not been dealt with from a past relationship. You know the people that I'm talking about, right? Uh, you know the people I'm talking about. When, when um, maybe these people start a new job or let's make it more personal, maybe it's you. Maybe you start a new job and you go to the new job and your boss is looking at you and they're saying, I need you to do blah, 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 by two o'clock. And you don't know why. You don't know why you're frustrated. You don't know why you're um, upset. You, you, you just know that what they said didn't sit well with you. And if you would just stop for a second, and if you would just Think about your past, about five years ago, how that person in authority really abused, used you, and took advantage of you. You would understand that what your boss said to you was not bad, but it triggered an underlying condition. And when God said that to me, we've got a lot of people walking around with underlying conditions. It stopped me in my tracks. Because I do believe that the heart of the Father is not for us to pacify these underlying conditions of anger and forgiveness, uh, unforgiveness and um, betrayal and all these different things that maybe we're facing that we don't face when we're so busy. We just pacify with maybe going to the mall and shopping or picking up alcohol or going to drugs or going to pornography or or uh, maybe it's just isolating yourself from the world. Maybe it's just being mad all the time. Uh, we, we, we're pacifying these underlying conditions when we are so busy to actually stop, locate why we have them, and fix them. These underlying conditions dictate to you the course of your life, um, the health of your relationships, the freedom from bondage in your spirit. And these underlying conditions aren't visible from the outside, but they are visible from the inside. And I love this about the Father. I love this about Jesus. Um, I love that when he looks at us, that's what he sees. He sees inside of us. What God, a man looks at outward appearance is what they said about David, but God looks at the heart. Man is focused on what's on the outside and, oh, their marriage looks like it's okay. And, um, you know, they look like they're perfect, raising perfect kids or their financial situation looks like it's okay or they look like they're happy all the time. But really, God looks on the inside and he sees these conditions. He sees how maybe life has come at us hard and we haven't dealt with them healthily. These things that have been thrown at us. He sees the hurt. He sees the pain. He sees how you've been betrayed. He sees how you've been lied to. And he is the well that never runs dry. He is the one that wants to come in and heal you from these underlying conditions so you can move forward and live a healthy life from this point on. I'm going to go to my passage of scripture. It will be familiar to you. Of course, it's going to be familiar to you if you have um, 
been in church for, you know, any amount of time. A lot of pastors have preached this, but it just hit me different the other day. I'm going to read out of John 4, 7. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. I, I want to point this out. I love that they are alone. And that's where these underlying conditions are often healed. In the presence of Jesus alone. When he can say things to you that may be hard to hear but are true, and you can receive them without feeling uh, embarrassed or humiliated or ashamed or guilty. That one-on-one -on -one conversation between the child and father, that one-on-one -on -one conversation between the person that needs a savior and the savior. I love that Jesus isolated himself with this woman in Samaria at the well. Verse nine says this, therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you being a Jew, ask me for a drink since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Weren't supposed to talk, they weren't supposed to engage with each other. Does Jesus care? No. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew, the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? He perked her interest. Yes, I want this. I want, I want the well that never runs dry. I want, I, I want this from you. Where do I get it? How do I get it? When do I get it? I want this. She continued, you are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so I will not be thirsty, nor come all the way here to draw. He said to her, and this is the whole reason I wanted to talk about this today. God was not looking at her as a Samaritan. He was not looking at her as a woman. He was looking at her underlying condition. Underlying. He knew she needed freedom. He knew she needed healing. He knew because he could see what her friend's family could not see. And he says this to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have correctly said, I have no husband. For you've had five husbands and the one whom you have now is not your husband. This you have said truly. 
The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem you will worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. I um, I want to just hang out here for a second because the woman, now it's clear that this passage can be preached a lot of different ways, but for this specific show today, I want to point out that she was desperate for companionship. She was desperate for love. She had an underlying condition somewhere of not feeling loved, of not having self-value, of not seeing who she actually was. She clearly was just now meeting Jesus and he was telling her who she was, but she had pacified this great desire for love and clearly feeling unlovable with men. That's what she did. She bounced from man to man to man to man to man, five, six, if you want to count the guy that she was with now. She had an underlying condition of desperately needing to feel loved and desperately needing to feel accepted. And I'm sure that these men, as she bounced around, um, she gained new underlying conditions, such as rejection when one relationship fell apart, or betrayal, or um, anger, or frustration. And Jesus knew that she kept going to this well to try to pacify her underlying conditions. And he was the only one that could do that. So in his love and in his absolute compassion and in his absolute passion for this woman from Samaria, he gives her an opportunity to stop once and for all doing what was harming her and actually finding freedom in the living water that he was offering. I um, feel very heavily like this is a word for you listeners today, for me. You know, yes, clearly I was inspired and God spoke to me through the Dr. Burke's interview, but how true is this? I feel like God has given us a gift to step back during this time and to evaluate and to reevaluate. And I feel like I've said that so many times in the last couple of weeks and all the different platforms that I've been able to minister on, but these underlying conditions, when we don't deal with them and we are faced with something new that is innocent, it triggers them. And what we need is for the healing, living water of Jesus, the salvation of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, the healing that is only found in the Son of God to come in, the presence of God to come in and start healing some of these underlying conditions that we have. 
Some of you don't even know that you have them. But I want you to watch in these coming days and weeks and even months when you react strongly to something, but you know that there's really no reason for you to fly off the handle, you just do it. I want you to try to find where that comes from, why that's happening. This might be a good time for you to sign up for a great biblical counselor. I love counseling. Both my parents are biblical counselors. Counseling is a huge friend of our families, but I feel like this is a time to handle, deal, face some of this stuff. The conversation continues in John 4. Jesus says in verse 23, but an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. And she was staring at the Messiah right in the face. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. She was waiting almost for something else than a, a, a She was waiting for someone else than Jesus himself. She was waiting for something else to pacify, something else to heal, something else to change her. And he was sitting right in front of her. And I love this conversation. I, who speak to you, am he. The time to begin healing from these underlying conditions is right now. Jesus is right with you right now, right now, sitting right with you. And he's waiting to come in and to offer you living water so you can stop going to all these ridiculous wells that you know will run dry and then you'll have to run to another one. He's waiting for you to actually find true healing and contentment in him and him alone, living water. Verse 27 says this, at this point, his disciples came and they weren't alone anymore. And they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, why, what do you seek? Or why do you speak to her? So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? And they went out of the city and were coming to him. Finally, she had found the well that will never run dry. She had finally found the answer to true freedom to her underlying conditions. And I believe this is happening in the church. I know it is. Where we fill our schedules um, to appease things that we just need to stop filling our schedules for and face. This is a good time to do it right now. God has given us a great global reset. I... I'm asking you and I'm going to pray for you here in the last minute that we have to sit and evaluate 
What do you just need to deal with or begin dealing with? I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Trust me, I've had to deal with a lot. But what do you know is going on in your heart that no one else can see? What do you need to just start handling even today? One step closer towards healing is a step towards healing. Let me pray for you. Lord, we love you. I thank you for this beautiful picture of this woman that um, you didn't see the fact that she was a Samaritan or even a woman. You saw what her heart desperately needed, which was healing in you. God, I pray and thank you, um, Lord, that you give us the gift of living water. I just speak healing over those people that are listening today that are kind of looking at their life and they're saying to themselves, man, I know I got issues. I need to start facing them so the rest of my life can be lived in freedom. Lord, I just, I pray for them. I ask, Lord, for you to strengthen them. Lord, I ask for you to um, reveal yourself to them in a very powerful way. Lord, we pray freedom. We pray healing over everyone that is listening. And we trust you. We trust you with our life. We trust you with our healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. I hope this encouraged you today. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.